Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Gotta make hay while the sun shines. What's this? This is Hello, Sunshine. What if by sharing our stories, we could change the world? Welcome to Hello, Sunshine. Hi, everyone. It's me again. It's me, Robert De Niro. Just kidding. It's me, Maeve Higgins. I'm sure you didn't forget that already. This is my best breakup. It's the show about breakups that transform our lives. Because sometimes the best beginnings start with an ending. Something I find particularly transformative is when you break up with an idea. You're just done with it. You do not believe it anymore. That's a tricky one because ideas are floating around, but they're also tangled up inside you. They're tangled up in your brain and your personality, I think even in your your body. So today we're talking about breaking up with the idea of a perfect body. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. Not me though, because I'm Naomi Campbell's body double. (laughs) No, I wish I was. Since I was 13, I've like looked to her. She is my idea of a perfect body. Um, But you know what? She's a supermodel. She is a black lady. She is British. There's so many differences between us. I am just a regular human being in a dumpy white lady body. (laughs) But I know the idea of having a perfect body is actually quite a destructive one. I never think, oh, I'd like to have better skin, so I'm going to, you know, eat more raspberries and drink more water. I think, I need better skin. My skin is disgusting. Where's the sandpaper? Um, It's never like a healthy light thing. It's always like this heavy pressure on myself. And so the idea of a perfect body has been destructive for me because it's unattainable and illogical and it drives me crazy. So today, to help me break up with the idea of a perfect body, I'm talking to Carolina Teresa. She's a comedian, she's a model, and I met her on a film set where she made me feel 100% better about myself because she feels so good about herself. I chat with her and it turns out that she didn't always feel this way. She's here today to tell us her story of breaking up with the idea of a perfect body. It worked for her. Ooh, just a quick tip before we get started. Later on in this episode, we'll have a special segment from our executive producer, Reese Witherspoon. She'll tell us her tools to feel good about herself after a breakup. As with any breakup, this starts with a love story. In this case, the infatuation with the perfect body. Warning, there's some nudity involved. Let's talk about like body image, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that you and I have discussed before. The very first time I met you, I was kind of stressing because we were in a short film together and I wasn't happy with what I was wearing. And you made me feel bad because you were like, (laughs) we were passing the food around and you were like, oh, I'm not doing carbs right now. And I was like, (gasps) with a mouthful of pasta, like, oh, you're not doing carbs? Okay. (laughs) The thing is, you made me feel better because I saw you eating carbs and looking beautiful. (laughs) And then I I was like confiding in you like, oh, I didn't know what to wear. And I, you know, I don't feel great or whatever. Nonsense. And you told me. I said, should I imitate you? (laughs) Oh, I don't know what to wear. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I know you don't sound like that, but I just really want to make you sound like a leprechaun. (laughs) I don't know what to wear. I didn't know what to wear. 
I'm off carbs for the for the month. I was off carbs yeah. at the time. God love me. <laughs> I think I'm. Mean, we talked about like how we chose our outfits now. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I didn't. I I never know what to wear, especially to that because there really were no instructions. Yes. Yeah. You were at home and you were like, huh? Yeah, I was at home and I was trying to figure out what to wear, but it was hot. And mm-hmm. I, I chose that dress because it was hot and it's very mm-hmm. light and airy. And also, like, you know, I felt like my boobs looked good in it. Oh, yeah. They looked amazing. And you said something like, when in doubt. Titties out. Titties out. <laughs> and you did like a shimmy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this woman is heaven. <laughs> and I want, I want to learn how she got this way. Mm-hmm. Did you always feel that way since you were a little kid? Were you always like proud of your body and felt beautiful? Yes and no. Because mm-hmm. I think that like, I've always been chubby. You know what I mean? Like I've never ever been skinny like not a day in my life like I popped out the womb and I was a chunky baby and I stayed a chunky baby and then I turned into a chunky bitch you know what I mean (laughs) and I used to feel terrible about it I think that like part of my culture is Trinidadian that's my dad's side it's not a big deal at all like it really is just like a thing where like my culture is very much about food but I think that my on my mom's side being Latin, like it's a weird thing of like, you don't want to be chubby, but you want to be voluptuous and you want to be like, there's this kind of like this perfect thing, like being this perfect woman. And I think that's like a thing that's for Latin women. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you grew up? I like, grew up in Queens. In Queens. In- and people used to make fun of me for being fat. Not elementary school, because when you're in elementary school, like no one really cares. But when you go to junior high school, that's where it's terrible. And people, because I was weird and I was like a weird theater girl and I was loud and silly and I didn't really address how I wanted and I was fat. So people used to make fun of me for that. But then I went to a performing arts high school and like nobody made fun of you for that. It was like the opposite of high school of what you see on TV. It was like as long as you were like talented and killing it, then it was like no one's going to make fun of you for anything. So it was fine with that. But it was like a struggle of junior high school really fucked me up. But then when I got into high school, I think I got confidence from being like more in my element. Yeah. And for me, it's like common sense. Like I say this to my mom all the time. My mom is like, oh, I have chubby arms. So I have to cover my arms, which like is about being comfortable. And I respect that. But I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, I got chubby arms. And covering my arm isn't going to cover the fact that I have chubby arms. Mm. So I might as well just have my arm out. I still fall prey to that. Like, I Mm -hmm. still think like, oh, you know, I've got big legs. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to like always wear black jeans. It's not that people are like, look at those little sticks underneath those black. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not disguising anything. You're so right there. But there is like a... comfort. Yeah. And also, covering your arms in a New York summer, wearing black jeans in a New York Mm -hmm. summer is like punishing. It's very difficult. It's very uncomfortable. And what is it even achieving? I remember the first time I went to Jamaica. I'm not Jamaican. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went to Jamaica and I was young. Mm -hmm. And I saw like all the Jamaican women on the beach and everybody was wearing a bikini and wearing bathing suits. And it did not matter what size you were at all. Mm -hmm. And that, like I said, is a part of like West Indian culture. But that's just like a reminder of like, it's really not a big deal unless you make it a big deal. Like if you make a big deal out of your body or you make your body image negative, like that's what it is. But that's definitely something that you can stop. That's definitely something you can move away from if you just like train yourself to let it go. And you can break up with this? A hundred percent. A hundred percent you could break up with it. Of course, there's always that point in a bad relationship where you realize you've hit rock bottom. And that's when it has to happen. The breakup. I know I was a chubby teenager 
and I really didn't like myself. And I didn't just want to be like, um, like the best version of me. Like I wanted to be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be um, Naomi Campbell, I thought was very beautiful. And I remember seeing a picture of her where she had her legs crossed and they could cross over like three times. Do you know what I mean? Like she could mm-hmm. wrap her, her legs were so thin. <laughs> that she could wrap them around. Oh, I three know times. exactly what you're talking about. Because when you got big legs, that's not that's not it. No, <laughs> like I have to kind of pick one up to cross it over oh, on the subway 100%. now, <laughs> so it's different. So that's what I was going for, which is completely um, irrational. Mm-hmm. You know. So what were you thinking when you were a kid? So I grew up watching a lot of novellas. So mm-hmm. I thought all the women in the novellas were really beautiful, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever wanted to be a, a woman in the novella because, again, like for some, I'm a Virgo, and I think that like. There's this like practical part of me that was just like, you're never going to be like the lady in the novella. So I was always kind of just like, there was who I aspire to be. But then I think there's always a part of me that was always just like, you're not going to be that. And like, so like, just be who you are. I actually honestly feel like I was probably more confident mm-hmm. in high school and like, a good portion of college. Like I was a cocky little bitch (laughs) to be real. I was, I don't know why, but I had like this crazy ass confident and I was chunky. I was skinnier than I am now, but I was still chubby. I basically had about a, about a year long period in Ireland where I spent a lot of money on a personal trainer and money that I didn't have at the time. And I would only have protein shakes and I, my period stopped for a year. Like I went, got down to like 14% body fat like my body really changed and I thought that would make me happy. Mm-hmm. It didn't because I had all these other problems. I was like, now I look like a gorilla because I was like really like shoulders and I had no boobs anymore. Like, so nothing made me happy basically. Mm-hmm. But I went into this thing thinking I'm committing myself now to the idea of like a perfect body. Was there a time in your life that you were like, trying to change your body from like mm-hmm. what it naturally is or what you've, you to something else I think it was my sophomore year in college mm-hmm. I had these two girlfriends they were both thin one was like bone thin like a model but they both were like I think we were all just kind of going through this phase of like we were going to the gym two or three times a day and we were like working out all the time and 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 my friend Justin and I we got these um what was it trim spa and Nicole Smith <laughs> My name is Anna Nicole Smith, and I approve this commercial. Transfer, baby. She's a doctor, right? Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> <laughs> She's a medical professional. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's take it. Trimsma. No, but that's like crack, honestly. It's pills? And it was old. It was old. It's pills. It's diet pills. And they and, and honestly, we bought them at Jack's 99 cent store. Jesus so I'm Kaya. sure that they were like old, you know? They weren't. It's, it's a, it's a, they were expensive. And I'm sure we paid like $5 for them. <laughs> and we were like, like popping those pills. They were like caffeine pills. And we'd go to the gym and we like work out, work out, work out, work out. And I was... A little thinner. Mm. Like, I've never been skinny. Even when I'm, like, eating meat and vegetables and working out three times a day or, like, five times a week, I get a little skinnier. I get a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. But I am I never get to looking like Naomi Campbell. You know what I mean? And it did not make me happier. I think I felt good. But when I look back on it, I'm like, I still feel like I look good. So it yeah. didn't really it didn't do anything for me but it was like a fun group activity that we kind of had going on and let me tell you something that kind of like cult mentality yeah. it really works because 
we did it for a long time and it worked for a long time. But then, you know, I also think I'm very self-indulgent. Like I like to have a good time. And mm-hmm. if that's going to get in the way of me having a good time, I will always choose having fun. The, the good time. Yeah. Yeah. It became kind of fun to like watch what you eat and like work out all the time and like be insane. It's kind of intoxicating, isn't mm-hmm. it? So what happened to you? Like, why did you just kind of drop that? And I'm saying that being like the trying to get perfection or whatever. Like, why did you leave that behind and become like who I know you as, which is like a woman who like takes care of herself, um, yeah, but isn't... Yeah, that's what I say. Like, I still feel like I need to exercise and I always do. And like when I don't exercise, I do get upset about it. I don't want to say it's not a weight thing because it is a weight thing. And it's not about the way that I look because it is a thing. It is about the way that I look. And I can't say that I don't care about how much I weigh or what I look like. But I can say that like my mentality and my the way that I approach it, I think, is totally different. I think I moved away from that because it was getting in the way of me having fun in college. And I just like, you know, I have ADD and something else took my attention away. Or like, you know, I was busy in college. Like I was on the debate team and I did like a bunch of other stuff. And like, and I used to rage my face off. And if that got in the way of me doing the things I like doing, that is what probably made me drop off of being so crazy about that. But I do think that like, I still feel like I need to exercise. Like I probably haven't exercised in like three weeks right now, mm-hmm. but it's from being so busy mm-hmm. and traveling and like just like being exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm mad. I'm upset about it and I feel like I need to work out. I feel like I'm like, I don't like the way that I feel like this, but it's also like, I think that when you get a little older and you like, when you have that like anchorage of like loving yourself, you're like, all right, like, I'm mad that I haven't been able to work out, but I'm also like, realistically, like I am doing the best that I can because I'm busy. The way you say so easily that you love yourself, Mm -hmm. did that always come easily? No, I don't think that it always came easily, but Mm -hmm. I do think that like as much as my mother like sometimes or like has always kind of made comments about my weight, she also always like made me feel like I should love myself. Mm. When she says things to me now today about my body and I turn around and I'm like, no, you're brainwashed. And like, no, I don't want to hear it. Like, that's your problem. Like, you bother me about my arms. You need to be like, you're just mad about your own arms. You need to learn to love your own arms. But she instilled that in me. Yeah. Society has like taught all women this. Taught my mom, your mom, everybody's mom that. And she has that in her. But I don't think that that's what she wants for me. I think she can't (laughs) help but sometimes say the things that she says because it's like always there in her back of her mind. But I, for some weird reason, it's like mixed signals, but I guess I chose the signals to take. Because in my mind, I'm always like, if this is the body that I have, and if I die tomorrow, I don't want to die tomorrow having lived my life not doing all the things that I could do with the body that I have. Yeah. You think because you feel bad about your body, like the immediate answer, someone would think the immediate answer would be to run to the gym. Yeah, like punish it because you don't like it. punish yourself, yeah. Which, to me, is not healthy. Like, I'll do it. I'll get there. I actually plan to go to boot camp on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, But just for now, because I've been so busy, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, like, I haven't gone to the gym because I didn't want to go to the gym or, like, I'm being lazy. But even though, like, and in my mind, I'm like, I could have went to the gym in the morning. But I was like, I've been working hard. I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to go and have... You know, but I got an ex-Florentine instead of an ex-Benedict, you know. <laughs> I got What's the spinach. The it's spinach instead of the, the Canadian bacon. Oh. Um, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means something to that 
pig mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who didn't have to end up on your place. But what I, but I guess the way that I like push through on that is just to say like, don't beat yourself up. Love yourself. Like, I feel like to me this morning was like me choosing to be like, I love myself. I'm going to go enjoy breakfast with someone that I like and have mm-hmm. fun and laugh and have mm-hmm. some mimosas. And I'm going to go like hang out with you and like just like choose to. And it's really hard, though. That's why I don't like saying that, because it's like this is what I do. Yeah. But I 100 percent know how hard it is to make that choice and how easy it is to run to the gym or not go to the gym and stay home and just be sad about not going to the gym. <laughs> I really love this beautiful, simple idea that it's okay to just let go of the idea of perfection. It's okay to stop punishing yourself and instead do things that help you love yourself. For Carolina, that's what happened in the aftermath of her breakup. Practicing how to truly love herself. One of the ways that you kind of force yourself to feel more comfortable is when you're at home. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Being naked? Yeah, I'm a such a naked person because I'm like, I think that one of the things that like that comes with like loving yourself or your mm-hmm. body is like it's visual, right? If we cover the roles and we don't look at the roles, then it's easier to in your mind to say like this is a gross thing to have. Mm-hmm. But if you're always looking at it and you see it, then you like it more. It's like commercials. Oh, my God. It's like brainwashing with commercials. It's like literally the other day I was watching Hulu. And this Dairy Queen commercial kept going. (laughs) This is my body is a Dairy Queen shake. Listen. (laughs) And the Dairy Queen commercial kept coming on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I wanted ice cream. Yeah. So if I see myself naked all the time, I'm going to want my body. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Advertising psychology is a really good way of putting it. Because I think they kind of say, you need to see a thing nine times in nine different places so that it settles into your subconscious and you enjoy it and you want more of it. Mm-hmm. So that makes complete sense to me. Okay. If you could go back and tell your younger self, like how to think about her body, what, what would you say? Like, this is like a do-over. You get to see little Carolina. She's in middle school and she's dressed funny and she's like not, you know, the happiest child. Like, what would you say to her? I would go back and I would be like, this is so cheesy, but I would be like, Girl, sis, your life is so much better than you think it will be. You're going to do fly shit. Do not worry about these people in junior high school. They are not it. And you are it. But I feel like I realized that very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You know what it is? My mom is a snob. And maybe that's her snobbiness is what like clicked on me a little bit. And I was like, because I think after a while I was like, oh, I'm better than them. (laughs) Carolina, Teresa, thank you so much. You're welcome, babe. You're the best. (laughs) I'm glad that you broke up with your shitty body image Mm -hmm. and that you have the right idea now. Thank you. I hope it helps me selfishly. Wow. After talking to Carolina, I'm feeling much better about myself already. And I hope you are too. And by that, I mean, I hope you're feeling much better about me and my body. JK, please show yourself some love today if you can. And thank you so much for listening. Before we go, we have one last bit of goodness for you. Now, I know it's hard, especially after a breakup, to feel good in your skin. But our executive producer, Reese Witherspoon, has some tricks that help. You know what else is in my breakup survival kit? Hot, sassy pants that make you feel good about yourself. So like 
cute jeans and maybe some tall boots. Like people don't know what they're missing out on. And you're just going to like walk around super breezy and casual, but in your like super hot, sexy outfit. Anything that makes you feel like people don't know what they're missing. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Reese. That's why you're my best friend. I'm Maeve Higgins and you can follow me at Maeve in America. My guest was Carolina Teresa. You can find her at carobina.com. The links to all our stuff is in the show notes on our website, hello-sunshine.com. You'll always find us at applepodcast.com slash hello sunshine. We'll be back next week with another story about breaking up and moving on. Next week, I chat to Grace Bonney, the founder of Design Sponge, about breaking up with the idea of perfection. She's cool. Oh, so many. So many bad haircuts. The Rachel. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of bad hair moments. I've eventually just gone into full, like, age 13 ponytail mode now, and <laughs> that's fine with me. But yeah, my go-to when I'm upset or want something to be something that it's not is to, like, whack my hair off and see how that makes me feel. In the meantime, tell us what you think. Use the hashtag MyBestBreakup and tell us about your best breakup. You might even get on the show. My Best Breakup is a production of Hello Sunshine. It's executive produced by Amy S. Choi, Charlotte Coe, Rebecca Lair and Reese Witherspoon. Senior producer is Lindsay Cradwell, and sound design is by Justin Gonzalez and Samantha Gatzek. Music composed by Jeff Tang. Production support by Shelby Sandlin and Mary Phillips Sandy. I loved your version of my voice. <laughs> it's not what you sound like. I'm is that what you hear when you. I talk? Absolutely not. I know what you sound like. What do I but say, that's Mike? my favorite impersonation of an <laughs> Irish person. Ooh. <laughs>